Welcome to Season 2 of the Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast. We are all about supporting the health and fitness of family caregivers and everyone else who wants to live better and stronger physically and emotionally. Our podcast is brought to you by GLD Enterprises Communications with our thanks to other sponsors and the guests who support our mission of improved health. You can learn more and send us your questions and comments on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Old Nerd Fitness. And of course, our blog at oldnerdinthegym.com. Now let's get started with this episode of the Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Deer and Julie Barth. Introducing, and, I, and now, at an undisclosed weight and an undisclosed height, <laughs> the old nerd in the gym, Jerry Deer. Thank you. Yay. Deer. So why can't you just do that? I just did, and you messed it up. <laughs> Good job. Should we just keep going? Go ahead. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the old nerd in the gym fitness podcast. This is season two finale day, right? That's what we're... I catch Julie when she decides to drink something. We are live and direct from the... <sighs> From the what is that about? <laughs> I was trying to pretend to gargle. From the GLD, sounded like a cat purring. From <laughs> so like a cat drowning. From the GLD Enterprises studio in Jamestown, Ohio, we're recording live and direct today. And our guest today is the lovely and talented Dr. Chelsea Walter. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. Um, Chelsea, pull that mic just a little closer. Alrighty. There you go. Is that better? That's better. And you can okay. still get up and run around. Alright. Um, so we had Chelsea. To get up and run around ba- at the end. Backed up against the wall. She's gonna make you get up and run around. She is gonna make me do stuff. So you'll Can't have to wait. You have to go to the website, oldnerdinthegym.com <laughs> and look at the video that goes along with this. If you're just listening to this on a podcast station, be sure to check in the website. So today we are in uh, as I said, this is our finale for season two. Uh, we're looking at what season three's format is going to look like, so that's going to be new. But today's topic is all about physical therapy. I bet old nerd on fitness. Want we'll to try that again? Be, old nerd fitness will still be virtual in season three. You think we'll still be virtual? Yes. Uh, you know, we were set up for COVID way before COVID for you. is the thing, because, you know, that's the only way we can do this. So <laughs> <laughs> the fact we have someone in the office today doing the recording kind with of us, exciting. I'm kind it, of there's a person, face. there's a human. <laughs> well, we have to stare at each other all day, every day. So it's, it's a little bit different, but don't make faces at me. I can't concentrate <laughs> it's as it just is. my face. We're trying to be nice for Chelsea. So, oh. um, so do, is it like, uh, is it like, um, chiropractors who insist on being called like Dr. Bob or Dr. Fred or whatever. Do you, do you like Dr. Chelsea? I think like- in my old role, you didn't really get called doctor because you were working with more doctors mm-hmm. like physicians, but now in my own So practice, they deserve the respect, but I you guess. don't, huh? <laughs> oh, gotta, well, that's the way doctors feel. I got an issue with Surgeons that. Surgeons especially. I have no problem telling them You better have at least go. three PhDs or anything. They ain't, uh, they ain't got no three PhDs. They won't even learn your name. They, and so, so you, it's, <laughs> I guess that would be a little confusing, though, for the patients. Yes, and not all physical therapists are doctors. Right, and so. that's what I thought was so unique yeah. about the information that you sent me yeah. and when we first started talking. And um, so I have to throw these at you, though, because we have the we have the topic of physical therapy today, and, and Chelsea's going to tell us the different kinds of physical therapy and all of that, so we'll hear that. But I have some great, I guess they're jokes. Great are is you- <laughs> probably a subjective term here. All right, so are you ready? For these jokes, and Chelsea can you know weigh in. Obviously, are you set? I guess so. All right. I guess I'm prepared. So a gingerbread, (laughs) a gingerbread man walks into a clinic and complains that his knee hurts, and the physical therapist says, "Have you tried icing it?" 
There will the, be a but I'm The gingerbread man frowns and he says, Come on, says the therapist. I'm only ribbing you. Okay, a professional baseball player comes into the clinic with a limp. And the therapist asks, what's wrong with you? And the baseball player says, I took too many walks. Yeah. As opposed to, how many trombones? You gotta do the, the rest, the last one though. What, oh. The, uh, this one. The, the exam table? Yeah. Okay, so young... <laughs> You've got to have heard this one before. It's terrible. A young woman is sitting on the exam table. It hurts here, she says, pressing on her side. Here, she says, pressing on her leg. And here, she says, pressing on her arm. The physical therapist performs a full examination. After a long pause, he turns to the woman and says, looks like you've got a broken finger. (laughs) Don't hear me. They only get worse. What is a physical therapist? You know you could throw a spineless joke in here. It would be great. Oh, the, well, that's a chiropractor <laughs> joke, though. So there's this, the, the, I, I went to the chiropractor this week, you know, and, and the doctor says, that's, you're great. You're in wonderful condition, but all your bones in your back have to come out. And I say, won't that just leave me spineless? And he says, well, didn't your divorce just pretty much do that? <laughs> Wow. Okay, one last one. What did the PT say to the limping patient who was in such a hurry? We don't take your insurance. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hang in there, sir. It can gate. And we're done with those. We're not going to do any more of those. All right, so we'll have to... Please ignore the copyrighted music. That we <laughs> well, that's a pretty old one. It's probably out there for. <laughs> so Chelsea, we're gonna, we're gonna get you started a little bit. What I would, I want to ask you just a couple of quick questions. So just uh, take a minute, tell us how you got into this. Like what what was your what made you decide to become a physical therapist and go all the way to getting a doctorate? Yeah. Tell us a little about it. Yeah. So I. Um... I've always been active. I grew up, my mom's a personal trainer, so I grew up in the gym. I went to work with her. I played sports. Um, Originally, I thought that I wanted to work with kids. So when I was in high school, we had a program where we got to go swim with the younger kids with disabilities like every Friday in the winter. Um, So I wanted, originally wanted to work with kids, got to PT school, had one clinical rotation where I went for like four hours once a week at like an early childhood development center and found that I do not have the patience to work with little ones. So, <laughs> a doctor um, without patience. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you thought my jokes were bad? I used to be in childcare, so I totally understand. And when you have seven two-year-olds yeah. and you just want to pull your hair out. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's different with like a high school kid versus a, you know, a seven, eight-year-old. I think it's yeah. worse. You have to You have to make it a game and not just tell them what to do just do this adults and... will, adults will gripe but they'll do it kids <laughs> kids you gotta make it fun the old people gripe way more <laughs> yeah. and then they don't do it yeah so i get it yeah i just yeah. make the 14 year old do it and say maybe i'll give you money or ice cream at the end of this yeah. <laughs> you gotta dangle the carrot out there <laughs> so what how many what was your what was your educational process then like because you you clearly going to a doctor that can't be easy in something like that yeah so any like any new pt now is going to be a doctor so I, I graduated six and a half years ago now, um, that when I was a freshman in college, they graduated their last master's class. 
I went to St. Louis University. So anybody that has graduated from PT school since probably 2000 and at least 2010 has a doctorate. I think pharmacy is doing that too. I think so. They, yeah, a lot yeah. of the, a lot of the disciplines are going yeah. to that now. Yep. So I did it all um, at once. So St. Louis University has a direct entry program where you get into PT school as a freshman, and as long as you meet the requirements and take the the correct classes, you you get in. Okay. Yeah, so it saves it saves a year or two. So it was six years straight through. What does that do for your for your skill level? Like what uh, going that far? What else do you learn that you may not get in the master's program? The the goal is that people can come to a physical therapist first. So PTs are able to recognize when they do need to be sent back to a doctor. So if there's some sort of red flags or something that's not just neuromusculoskeletal, like, hey, we need to send you back to the doctor. Okay. That was that was the biggest goal with the, with the doctorate, was to make PTs the first point of entry for any sort of injury. And what do you like about it? The Being the doctor? Yeah. I mean, I, I, now that I've started my own practice, it's, you know, people can come to me directly and we and, don't, and have we're going to talk about your practice yeah. here today too. So everybody yeah. listen up because you're going to get yeah. some good information about this. <laughs> Go ahead. You got a question? Well, I was just going to say, since you grew up with your mom as a physical trainer, obviously uh, I would assume you have your own fitness regime and, uh, we usually talk about that being that this is a fitness podcast and originally and caregiving and fitness together. What is a typical workout for you? Like, what do you do weekly? Yeah, so I, I have a home gym, so I work out entirely in my basement. Um, I vary it between weights and cardio, but I'm I'm much more of a weight lifter than a than a cardio person. So is there a, is that a conscious choice for a certain type of therapy you want to or not therapy but fitness level that you want? Is that a I just I get so bored with cardio because it's a bunch of jumping just, around just yeah, kind of gets to you. It bores me. I get yeah, it. I'm kind of like that. I yeah. like, would rather play volleyball or tennis or swim or something yeah. where it's you're there's some activity involved. integrating yeah. your cardio into some other activity. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and that's the thing because uh, one of the things so just to so folks that are listening maybe they just heard this episode and haven't heard it otherwise so we focus a lot on health and fitness as a mm-hmm. like a holistic mentality so it's geared towards pretty much anybody but we also know that a lot of folks out there listening know us for our caregiving background mm-hmm. um, obviously my situation has changed my father passed away but it's that is always forefront in my head so uh, as as we see we have people who um, especially they're caregiving for somebody that that person is probably a uh, either uh, an infirm child who, who has some sort of disability or you have a senior adult or someone with a combination of illnesses or whatever. And they, they typically all have some kind of physical therapy to do. It might be a spouse with a disability. Yeah. It could be anything of, along those even lines. Even if it's temporary injury. <clears throat> right. It's all over the place. And with my dad, I had, well, and if I back up to my mom, I think you and I talked about this a little bit. She had Alzheimer's and could not walk. Uh, she had broken her hip and went into this care place for rehab. And I was literally told point blank, well, she has Alzheimer's. The rehab's not going to matter. We're not going to do it. They did it like twice in three months. Wow. And I lost it. Wow. I was just like, really? Do yeah. you not understand yeah. how dementia works? Well, and, and her body would remember even if her mind does. It would. Yeah. And that was the, there was a lot to that. And the, and these care places are just, they just drive me crazy. I won't even get in. That's a whole nother topic. Um, and I'll get letters. That's the ranting part. And I don't care if I get letters. I've been very public about what I think of nursing facilities. So okay. there's there's no problem with that. But what I like about the what you've chosen in your practice is to go to the home mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and or whatever space that they mm-hmm. happen to be in and work with them directly. How does that affect what you're able to do? Obviously, in a like a physical therapy office, you have all the equipment and all the everything that you need. How do you handle that going into someone's house or whatever? I know what we did here, but I always made sure I had stuff that they needed. Right. Right. Because I already had a gym and everything. I have this stuff, yeah. you know, so yeah. uh, how do you handle that? Yeah. So I bring equipment to you. So I have a, um, for lack of a better word, a massage table. So it's a treatment table, but it is just a massage table. I bring that if we need it. I bring a lot of resistance bands. That's, there's so much that you can do with resistance bands and those are light, easy to carry. That, that's probably half of it is. Uh, therapy it is, is resistance work. Yes. And that's, and my mentality is to treat people in a way that they can help themselves. So I will do hands-on when it's needed, but I want you to be able to help yourself. So I want you to be able to use what you have in your house in order to either, whether it's just a pain or it's a fitness level, I want you to be able to use what you have and not be dependent upon me or any Things. specific equipment. Yeah, correctly. so you don't have yeah. to go out and buy a okay. bunch absolutely. of wheels. A milk jug is eight pounds, that sort of thing. Right, yeah. absolutely. Fill you know, it up with water, keep it, and yeah. you can you know dump it out when you don't use it or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Is is that been a well received? I mean, we're in, still in the pandemic. We are. You know, I should point yeah. out we're recording this at the end of September on in twenty twenty, and we've got we're still hanging in there. Yeah. You know, people are reluctant to let people into their home, mm-hmm. especially if you have a situation like I had with my dad, because you're worried about the COVID coming in, and right. then you're you know now we're off to the races. If right? you're already elderly and needing therapy, then you're probably one of the more susceptible exactly and because you like the other therapists and and nurses and stuff that we were dealing with are in a lot of homes say in a day's time you probably a lot less than them i'm sure working for an agency they have to just you know crank them out but so has that been a a roadblock to getting you going honestly it hasn't because people people still want that care um and i you know i clean after every patient i have all my equipment wiped down and all that fun stuff um but and i do offer virtual sessions but everybody's taking me up on the in person instead of the virtual well that always works better yeah as does we that know. make you feel more nervous like you're putting yourself out there i think at this point i feel a little bit more comfortable with it early on yeah. you know, when March we didn't April, know as much little... right yeah. it's a little better now yeah the people yeah. i think is it because it, and given your situation is it because people are getting used to it or is it because we know more? It's probably because people are getting used to it. I'm then, just afraid there's going to come a point of complacency where people get a little more lenient about everything because it's been so long. Yeah. Right? So you're going to go the other direction. And and I now know people who had to go to the hospital with COVID. Yeah. And that's just, that's getting more and more popular. So, all right. So we'll steer away from COVID. We know we've got that covered. It's, <laughs> it's going to be all... What do you like about the about this job like it you're clearly this isn't uh and we're going to go into the different types of therapy here in a minute too mm-hmm. so but what do you like about doing this what what do you get out of it besides a you know at least you got a paycheck this is your right. job but right. you have to really right. like this to right. do it right I, I mean i love just being able to help people because they don't you don't know what you don't know and so most people think that little aches and pains here and there are normal um, but they're really not. I can I can help people with an issue before it becomes a long term problem. You mean snap, crackle, pop is not supposed to be me waking up in the morning? <laughs> well, joints make noise. It used joints to be cereal. Do... <laughs> I mean, now it's just me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> joints make noise. They're supposed to make noise. But I think people put stuff off for so long until it's a more long term problem. And when I can get to them faster, I can help them quicker. So the mentality is these days is to try to do things with physical therapy to help things like. Uh, osteoarthritis, mm-hmm. 
um, any well any kind of joint arthritis really that, that you're dealing with that um, does it help with rheumatoid as well on occasion or it is can, that yeah. more neuro- neurological um, you no know, it's not neurological it's what is uh, rheumatoids a autoimmune but okay. you can still work it yeah because okay. joints need movement regardless of mm-hmm. what type of arthritis you've got at one point when you're working with somebody let's so you are that first point of contact so mm-hmm. at what point when they they contact you you go out and you realize that maybe along with physical therapy they need something more like they need the injection treatment or mm-hmm. they need something else how do you handle that do you just refer them back to their physician and tell them what you said or how do you talk to the doctor yeah, so the, phys- it, the physician. Doctor. It really depends on the case by case basis, but <clears throat> the majority of the people that I'm seeing have not gone to the physician for whatever this issue is, and the goal is to honestly keep them from needing the injections or the more right. invasive things. Um, but if I do need to send them back, I have a a few physicians that I worked with that I've. It, I, they're more from the past when I worked at my old job, but. Um, so I you know kept you. those relationships, the yeah. people that you trust to do the right yep. And, of course, you can always thing. send them to their own doctor because right. they're always going to feel more comfortable with that, I right. would imagine. So yeah. that's an issue, too. Yeah. Most so. most people have a primary care physician these days. So I know this is sort of a thing that has always been confusing to me. What is the difference between physical therapy and occupational therapy? Yeah, so um, physical therapy is you're both both areas deal with all parts of the body, but typically the occupational therapists are going to be doing more of the, the cognitive stuff. So the stuff where a little bit more memory stuff, everyday routines, um, in my, in a job that I worked in in the past, the, we split up between usually the physical therapist would work on the lower body. The occupational therapist would work on the upper body. That was in a rehab facility where people got three hours of therapy a day. So that's their daily skills, it's being more able to skills. use their hands and find motor. I always thought of it with, with what I had to do, because I think I told you, yeah. once once the interns ran out, they stopped my yes. dad's therapy. So I had to yeah. kind of take over. And I always thought about it this way. The, the physical therapy is them walking to the kitchen table, and the occupation therapy is them eating. Correct. That's yeah. kind of how my yeah. brain worked. And yeah. it was like anything from here up, you know, I'm pointing at my waist. You can't see that yeah. on the podcast. But <laughs> yeah. anything from the waist up, you've, you've got like... There's, there's physical, uh, yeah. you know, the motion, you've got mm-hmm. mobility issues, you've got hands and, and all the motor skills and all that. Right. Is that included in the, in the occupational as well? The motor skill type stuff? More, more so. Yeah. Okay. And there's, there's separate hand therapists too. So, um, a certified hand therapist can be a PT or an OT. Well, I had and no idea I there be- was a therapist just for hands. I believe do it's they do the same program. Hands? I guess your fiends and feet don't really move the same They don't way, do they? all that. No. <laughs> I don't know. My feet are pretty deaf. i Long I knew a guy in college could peel a banana with his feet. He kind of looked like an ape, though, too. So it sort of worked. I don't know why anyone would try that. I always wondered that. What was it, you know? What kind like of therapy would a guy like house, that require? You're sitting around the house. I go, think I'll peel a banana with my I'll feet today. Give this a try. That sounds like an alcohol fueled decision. <laughs> Look at it this That's way. What that sounds He's like. at least. You know, he went for a, a healthy snack. Yeah. He could have peeled a Kit Kat bar or right. something instead. But I think with the banana, wow, we are really off track. So, and this is what it's Squirrel. like. Squirrel. Squirrel. Where? There are right out this window. There's a whole bunch of them right there. Um, so, <laughs> so when you when you do the therapy, tell us what a what a physical or I'm sorry, a typical day or a week is like for you. What What does your job look like? Yeah, so I I go in and depending on how many new patients I have, my I do an evaluation for the first time. So somebody tells me they have 
neck or back issues. That's my specialty. I do a lot of neck and back pain. Um, I do a full evaluation. Like I said, it's mostly movement based. So I do a lot of as much as I can impart on you and I get to figure out what your symptoms, how they behave with the different motions that I put you in. Um, so evaluations are a little bit, it's all my sessions are an hour, but the evaluation is the really like getting to the heart of what's, what's going on. Um, so there's a lot of conversation, especially that first session with somebody is getting to know what their goals are, what they want to be able to do and how I can help them. And then just a little bit of movement assessment on that first time. And then down the road, it ends up looking more like a training session too. Like once, once I get people where their, their pain's almost gone, we start to do weights and we, we look like you're working out. But people don't do that. And, and then things deteriorate because they have a little pain someplace and then that Correct. grows, right? Correct. Because they, they become more sedentary. They don't want to go do it because it hurts. Yes. And then they stop using that part of we we tend to not even tell me if this is correct. My my experience is that we we tend to not use or favor a certain joint or something. We'll we'll walk a little more on the other mm-hmm. one. That starts becoming a limp, and that yes. becomes a you know now you've got arthritis build up in there, whatever that is. Is is that kind of what happens if it just doesn't get treated at all? Yeah. If, if yeah. some minor thing can turn into something really big. Absolutely. And then when you change the way you move, it affects all the other things along the chain. Mm-hmm. So is that something where you give them homework where they need to do these therapies in between sessions? Well, that's not going to do any good, right? If you only do the one. Absolutely. Yes. And and that was a problem that I was seeing with a lot of people. It's like, it's a little bit musical instrument mentality. You know, you take the lesson, but you don't practice in between. So nothing works. Yes. You absolutely have to do your homework. How do you get to kind of your all that way? Yeah. Practice, 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 practice. And, and those kinds of things are, do do you get people resistant to that once you get in there? Or they've called you because they really want the help? Yes. So they're to that now, point already. Now at this point, it's... And that's why I left my old job too, is because I wanted to be able to do those things where I keep them active and mm-hmm. you don't just stop when the pain stops. It's here's how do we prevent it. Here's how we work on things. So you sort term. of want to make the transition from therapist to physical trainer. Or Essentially. To personal trainer. So, yeah. Just kind of help them yes. stay moving. Yeah. So whatever that is. And then that becomes a whole body thing, doesn't yes. it? It's almost a full lifestyle change Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. So was that a problem for you with um, insurance? I know that they only usually cover a certain number. Yeah. So now that you're in your own practice, you're probably not beholden to that as much. Yes. What's well, You are self-pay, yes, right? Yes, So at least yes. for the time being, that's yes. going to probably be that way. Yeah. But it, it's not out of reach for people. It's not. And you're it's capable not. of making it whatever you you know, decide to do for, right. for whatever the situation is. Right. So that frees you up not to have to worry about it. And then they can continue. Yeah. What is a typical, like a, an amount of sessions? I know that's probably case by case, but do people usually go for three months, six months or, you know, two years? Or? It really, it is totally dependent upon what we're working on. It's you, you have people that have so many things going on and I could work with them for years, but, um, usually like say somebody has just like an acute, so it, fairly recent neck or back issue. Usually I'm working with them for three to four weeks of just getting the pain level there. And so mm-hmm. once they're, once they're not 100% pain free, but it's better, that's when we then start to build. So I work with people for an average of three months, I would okay. say. So then once you get the pain under control, you can work on building the muscles so that the pain mm-hmm. doesn't come back because right. then their muscles will compensate. Right. How much time would you say someone should spend Per, and we're going to, we'll get into more details with this, but if you, let's say you've worked with them for an hour this week. Mm-hmm. So how much time should they pen, spend through the week before you're with them? Are you weekly? Does that sound right? Or how does that work? <laughs> you're going to hear me say it depends a lot. And that's, that's I typical of PTs. Typical. It's, it, it really is. Yeah. 
So most roughly, it's you could say it'd be every week or every two weeks or something. There would be some regularity mm-hmm. to it. So how often should somebody be moving in between their sessions? Whatever that distance is, that and it depends too. It, it really is. Or the more movement, the better. In the right direction. Okay. So when that's, there's that's very good. I'm going to this... take everything back to the spine because it's, <laughs> it, it, this is where I relate to. So when I give somebody an exercise to do, oftentimes I'm telling them to do it initially every couple of hours. Okay. Because that's usually how you get that pain. And we just lost things. half the audience. Right. Well, <laughs> my, my Garmin tells me to do something every hour, so she's actually more lenient. But you should. I mean, right? Because yes. especially, well, I'm, you can't, obviously people at home can't see this, but I'm sitting at the desk I work at. And when we do a podcast, I just swing the boom around and she plugs me in and we're, you know, mm-hmm. we do that. But most of the time I'm sitting in front of a computer writing mm-hmm. and we spend a lot of, what is it, 8, 12 hours a day, depending on your job. You're sitting, sitting most of the time. Right. Then you go home, so you walk to the car. You drive, sitting down. Right. You get up, walk into the house, right. stuff your face with food, and then sit on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Does that sound familiar? Yep. <laughs> it did up until a couple weeks ago. Until you ago. bought a house. Then it, now it's not, <laughs> not like that anymore. Right. So what, what time of day... Do people do this that's effective? Is there a thing that really changes any? Is it really up to the, the person? Is it a morning thing? Is it any? Because I hear people tell people, and I realize we're getting into the personal training side of this, but it. I had someone ask me yesterday, how often should I work out? Should I do it in the morning or in the evening or something like that? And that's really dependent on your own yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So physical therapy is very much the same way. Mm-hmm. It's also going to depend on your availability. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. I had a trainer once tell me that you should work out when you want the energy. So when you, you want the, the energy, energy or the when morning, I have the energy? No, she said <laughs> the, the the endorphin boost would give you more energy. So right. you should work out in the morning if you need energy in the morning or after work if you need more energy at the end of the day. Okay. But I would think I doing something right before you go is. to bed would be a bad idea. Typically because, uh, yeah, you're going to be so a little bit moving more around up. And, and, yeah, it might be a little harder to fall asleep. But I, I know people that they love to work out in the evening and later nighttime. And I, just, I, I, can't, I can't, I don't get that. I don't either. I am a morning person through and through. Like I want to, well, see, we yeah. should have scheduled her like six 30 today. It would have been a lot easier. Okay. You two would have been doing that. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I need to be up before the sun has awoken. Well, you know, daylight savings may not be going away from what I see. So who knows what's happening next? Uh, so we're, we're kind of at the midpoint right now. So uh, I, I want you to, Give us a little bit about your business. Tell us about uh, what it is, uh, what type of work you do. We, we know you do physical therapy. Oh, I know I want to ask you one more thing before we do that. A lot of people think physical therapy is based on um, sports. Mm-hmm. Like people trying to get back into, and after an injury, they're mm-hmm. trying to get back into their sport or whatever. Uh, my son is a hockey player. I know that he's had to have stuff like that. He cranked the knee. He's a goalie for right. a professional team. So he cranked the knee a few years ago. And it took a long time to get him back where he wanted to be. So I wonder if, do people misunderstand physical therapy as being primarily for athletes? Is that common? Or do, are we more informed today about I think it's getting there. I okay. think more people are understanding what physical therapists do. But yeah, there's there are therapists that work entirely with athletes and entirely with sports related sports injuries. Sports medicine based are, kind yeah. of stuff, mm-hmm. right? But you know, most people aren't a top level athlete. Right. You know, you play in something in high school and then you finish and you're done. Depends um, on what your sport is. If it's yeah. potato chips, you know. <laughs> right. 
Right. <laughs> right. But we're all moving, you know, and you're, you're susceptible for injury when you're doing something, whether it's being sedentary or even moving around. Like you said, you sit eight, 12 hours a day yeah. and that, you know, it might not seem like a lot, but you're doing a lot to your spine. So there's a lot that we can do to help. And it stays prevent. compressed during Absolutely. that time, right, too? So yes. ever, all of your limbs and everything are based on your spinal movement. Right. Nothing works unless the pelvis and the, and the spine do what they're supposed to do together. Essentially, yeah. So that's huge. Yeah. I actually read an article about... Uh, now there you go, a, looking at articles again. It was a legitimate one from okay. Fitness Pal. I think it was one of their affiliates, and it was telling you about uh, the heights of your chairs, if you experience this problem or not, and you know, get a different chair if you don't have the back up the right way, and all that kind of thing. Well, ergonomics so is kind of things is a right. word that most I, I, most people who don't believe in science think is just silly. It's so eighties. It's so eighties, and and you know, when I was in, uh, so my background is in engineering, so okay. I did a lot of work in human factors engineering when I first got out of college. So that the Human factors is anything related to how a job affects the person or the person affects the outcome of the job. Mm -hmm. So it could be anything from the height of your desk to how long it takes a guy to walk from here to there and turn a valve. So there's a lot to it. But so I pay attention to that with this stuff. I always make sure my chair has an adjustment. It goes up and down based on which side. I'm on an L-shaped desk here. Again, you can't see it. But one is higher than the other. The computer is down slightly because I don't want my neck pitched. Mm-hmm. and I'm looking, I have a screen next to me that's upright because I write, so it's vertical. Mm-hmm. All these dumb little things do affect how, like where your mouse is, right. mm-hmm. even stuff like that. And the wrist guards and the keyboard guards and all that. Yeah, we're going to come. I, I got more for that, but let's go to your commercial. So okay. tell us all about you and your business, how we find you, any little things you want to throw in there, and we'll do more, and we'll be putting this on the website as well so people can click right to you. And I should point out to start out with that Chelsea is based in Lebanon, Ohio, which is in southwest Ohio. But there are also probably practices like yours around other parts of the country, right? Or is this fairly new? Uh, the mobile thing is different, and there's more younger therapists that are coming out of school and doing this and starting their own practices. I do see more in Cincinnati than in the Dayton area. So my radius is 15 miles from Lebanon. I, I will extend out of there, but you might have a little extra fee to it. Tell us about your business and how we find you and all of that. <laughs> yeah, so my business is Healthy Movement, Physical Therapy, and Wellness. Um, so like I said, I have a mobile practice, 15-mile radius from Lebanon. I specialize in the spine, so I'm uh, McKenzie certified. So what that is is it's a specialty method for treating primarily the spine, but it does work for all the peripheral joints as well. Um, it's very movement based. And like I said, I'm usually going to send you home with a, with, or well, I'm coming to you. So you're going to be doing more than likely an exercise every two to three hours, especially early on for the first few weeks, because that's going to be really helpful for it. Um, the McKenzie method has been around for years. Um, it started with Robin McKenzie way back in, I believe the 60, late sixties. He was a therapist out of New Zealand and it's just, it's grown from there. Um, I've, I did a actually a residency program with him with the McKenzie Institute, so I finished that two and a half years ago now. Um, so that I got certified through that. I'm also an orthopedic specialist. Um, there's so many. There's I want to say there's like eleven or twelve different specialty certifications through the American Physical Therapy Association. What is orthopedics? Basically everything. <laughs> I wanted to see if that was her answer. It is. It really I wrote an article on these. Something to do a lot with of these. phones and feet? It no. Is. Phones and feet. Yes. Bones and feet. Oh, yes. phones and that's feet. phonopedic. 
phones and feet. It's audio, audiopedic. No, just yeah, never mind. Go ahead. I mean, yes, it's really, <laughs> it's really dealing with the musculoskeletal system. So there's specialties in in neuro and geriatrics and pediatric sports, but the orthopedics is a little bit more of the general one. So you're pretty much you can work with anybody. Correct. And, and it could be geriatrics, it could be athletes, it could be whatever. Correct. That you need to do. Yes. Um, and so we mentioned like this before that yourself. Five to ninety nine. Five to ninety nine. What children? Uh, not young. We've yet. been over that. Yes. Don't want to do the little kids. I can maybe ten and older. A little crazy. <laughs> maybe it's third, fourth grade. Middle school and then up. There right. you go. Let's right. let's be reasonable. Bring you up a couple of notches right. there. Um, right. And how do people find you? Do they do they get referred? Do you do you talk to doctors? Do you, how does that She's work? She's right here. I know where she is, but the other people don't know where she is. She's not going to be here in an hour. So, yes. um, Now that I'm independent, I do not get a lot from doctors. It's mainly word of mouth. And um, I have a website, a Facebook page, and I've been doing the social media networking and marketing on that. And we met because of networking. We did. Yep. Yes. So well, it's working. It is yes. working. We're here doing this, and you got a nice a nice thing. I don't know if this is going to go anywhere, but I don't ever know if this is going to go anywhere. And then I'm- right. The eight people that listen to us will love it. <laughs> Frequently surprised when I hear that someone got something from this, but um, for me, anyway. So uh, tell us, what's your website? HealthyMovementPT.com. PT.com. And there is, a, you can find the same thing under Facebook. Look up the Healthy Movement. Healthy Movement PT. It PT, it'll up. show up? Yep. Okay. Yep. And we will put all these links on the website, so people will be it'll able to It'll be in the this. podcast description as well. And in the descriptions, that's right. Um, we so like to hashtag the crap out of everything. We do. <laughs> that's what I'm supposed to be good at, so I'm... Uh, so, and, and if those of you listening who don't know the other side of the business of the, my actual work is a marketing specialist. So we're, you know, we're an ad agency, so we should know how to do all that. Stuff. I push buttons no matter what you do. You do push buttons for us. That's, that's your thing is pushing <laughs> buttons and making things look and making me sound like I know what I'm talking about, which that is. A, I make things look pretty. That, you do make things look pretty. <laughs> so Chelsea, here's where we get to know you a little bit. So we have yeah. some of these fun questions. Can you, when you do this, put the game show music. Cause I think fun she, questions. she needs the game show music behind this. Um, I should do it for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. It's, so it just comes up like the DJs do and they have their segments for the show. Uh, so here's, here's a question for you. Um, what's on your night table? Um, an iPad <laughs> and a lamp. <laughs> Frequent so answer. That's probably about it. I always say dust. Um, I figure I'm pretty good. There. I usually have like some sort of lotion too. My skin's really that's dry. A so yeah, that's is a there guy. a chapstick of some kind? No, Lip balm. Not on See, my nightstand. She's not on the chapstick. Not in the. Chapstick. I do. I just. It's not on my. It's nightstand. not on the nightstand. Is it in the drawer? Yeah. Well, See? it's in the, yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, it's in the bathroom. Yeah. That doesn't count. Okay. It's yeah, got to be right there count. on that. Yeah. Wait. Chapstick and the, the pre- next question are two things that we have been doing <laughs> a year and a half. Do you want the next question first? Or you want to do another one? Go ahead and do that one since I mentioned it. Okay, so there's this thing, and it's it's very common. And I actually saw a whole thread of this on Instagram not long ago. I bet ago. there's like twenty Reddit. Don't pages. know why. Pineapple on a pizza. Okay. Yes or no? I will eat it. I will do pineapple. Oh, it's not my, it's not my favorite. But no. So, so she's kind like of ambivalent. She's about a, ambivalent about it. You That's can't. Do, no, you gotta pick one. You gotta pick one. I think so, she's airing 
like leaning toward no. So what's on your pizza then? Tell us what you have on your. Do you eat pizza? I do. For one thing, I'm so. pretty. I'm pretty simple. I'm just like a cheese and pepperoni or. Like there that. are some like good like chicken bacon ranch. So you get a little crazy. It's kind of yeah. some of the oh, uh, specialties. You and the 14 year old will get along great. <laughs> yeah, he chicken would, bacon he, ranch. He and loves pepperoni. that pepperoni. <laughs> and he, a pile yeah. of meat and some cheese. That's, <laughs> That's what all he wants. wants. <laughs> and he's 14, so he's like three of them. Right. Um. So okay, cool. So when you when you have the pizza, do you prefer the pizza in or out? Huh? Like go out to eat the pizza. Inside out, upside down. No, I've known you for sixteen years, and I didn't (laughs) know what that that meant. (laughs) Eat the pizza in the house for delivery, or do you go? Or do you prefer to? I mean, COVID not COVID notwithstanding, (laughs) do you prefer to go to like a a a pizzeria type place, like a Marion's kind of deal, or do you prefer uh, an in house get at home, watch a movie? She's from Cor- Cincinnati. Yeah, It'd be La Rosa's. Dewey's or La Rosa's. Probably more at home, but... Yeah. More at home? Yeah. You take off your real pants. You put on your pizza pants. There's pizza pants? Well, if there can be no pants Thanksgiving, there can be pizza Let's pants. Let's not talk about no pants Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I got fed up with having to get dressed up to go places. And I don't have a lot of family left. So it's just my brother and my sister, and they have their own thing. And then we have all of our own thing. And I just got really tired of dressing up to go somewhere. I've done all of that. Right. It's I'm, really pajama thing. It's really pajama Thanksgiving. Although, were few people not there, there would be no pants. It would be, you know, some boxers, a t-shirt, and a drumstick. I'm good. Yeah. I don't, you know, I'm... <laughs> that I'm, sounds like the way people dress for the Ren Faire. That's... <laughs> <laughs> they usually are tights instead of pants, but... Who should not be wearing them. Um, <laughs> very, very frightening. So... <laughs> uh... <laughs> Let's come back around. What are we coming back around to? I, oh, I have a, like a real question for you. So uh, <laughs> she's like, what have I done? Which um, way is the door? So we were talking about ergonomics a little while ago. So ergonomics is the study of how you interact with things, like mm-hmm. on a desk, how chair height, all that sort of stuff to, to keep your body from getting fatigued. So standing desks have become a thing. Uh, I know companies who have spent thousands and thousands of dollars replacing or adding on to offices mm-hmm. to put standing desks in there. What do you think of them? Do you? Th- what is your opinion of that sort of stuff? I think they're great. I think it's just that we need the variety. So I like the desks where you can move them okay. up and down. So you got both. So where you can right. sit some, you can stand some. Okay. Because the problem that we get into is if we're just in one position for too long. So if that's so it doesn't standing, matter what that position is. Correct. So it, should we still... be working while running on a treadmill? Then we're always. Well, they have that. the treadmill desks. The, the are you trek kidding? Desks. I thought I made that up. No, there's a <laughs> no, treadmill desk. Like the yeah. laptop and everything yeah. stands on the desk, and the treadmill's underneath it's it. Really yeah. hard not to spill your coffee though. I. <laughs> well, I can I would, see you on a Zoom call. I can see that. It's like, like the uh, "Okay, go." I think is oh, the, I haven't the video seen that where yet. they oh, jump yeah. from the treadmill. To the I track. would love to see somebody on a treadmill desk on a Zoom call. To like <laughs> the whole time, right. they're going back and forth. I have the tiger. Oh no, I'm here at the meeting. Sorry, I'm right. here. I'm so good. good. So, right. so does so it's really more about positioning, positioning, and yeah. how long yeah. you stay in that one spot. Correct. Yeah. So the people that are standing all day are doing just as much damage to themselves in some ways as the people sitting all day. Again, that's kind of a dependent upon each the, the, person. Whatever their situation is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because you have people that are so adjusted to that. You know, you have people that don't sit all day. You have people that are, you know, in construction or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and they are out and moving. Right. You know, for them to stand all day, it might not be an issue. but So it really depends on the... For your typical desk job. Usually people need that variety where you yeah, can I think sit that's, for an hour, stand for an hour. If you're talking about like a trades position where mm-hmm. you where you're out there, like you said, construction. Um, to, for me, my 
my family had a trucking business. So when we were on in the truck all the time, these are old farm trucks right. typically with just an L like back brace type gotcha. of a seat. And there's no adjustment. It's not like a, a nice new semi that has, mm-hmm. you know, the fancy Lombard support seats and the mm-hmm. air ride and all that. This was just an old rugged farm truck. Mm-hmm. So my dad would come in and, and, you know, I always, I always see these old guys who he knew who were the same kind of jobs and they're always bent over and broken and just like, and it's from 50 years sitting in those truck seats. Well, there's also that people didn't know how they should lift back then. Either. Oh no, so that's true. Yeah. They, they didn't have a any lot of, of that. damage they did for years when they didn't know what they were doing. I would imagine. Do you find that, uh, like landscapers and construction people, do you get people like that with back and like, you get from repetitive motion injuries. Issues. It doesn't matter, you does really it? really do. I mean, I think the statistic is like 80% of people are going to have some form of back pain in their lifetime. Is it really back pain or is it hip problems? Like hip joint problems? Or do they know right off the bat? So usually I'm going to look at the spine first. Okay. So the, the philosophy out there, especially the way that I treat, is you clear the spine first. You look at the spine. If you don't change anything with the spine, then you go to the hip. Well, it's sort of like checking the engine on the car mm-hmm. and then going outward to see, you know, once you have fuel and fire, you know, something else is a problem. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's you really are doing a, a, a diagnostic, Correct. right? You're yeah. checking one thing yeah. to the next and you go out. Well, it's not that process yeah. of elimination. Yes. So how many, um, how many people, what your, your typical, Oh, I forgot one. What's your diet like? My diet. You must be like super, and I'm, uh, we just got done with well, pizza. I thought this spot. was a perfect time right, to do it. Right. So tell us what your diet is like. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't follow any specific diet. My husband does most of the cooking, so I'm, I'm fortunate there. He does, does he, he have does a the brother? cooking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Men that cook are very yes, rare. They, yes. <laughs> I mean, we eat fairly healthy. I am, I'm one to like, I shop at Whole Foods. I buy organic stuff. Um, he does the cooking. I do some of the grocery shopping if if I can get him to go to the grocery store. That so I do, do you have to do the dishes then? Yes. I'm the cleaner. It's a cook cleaner. you have a dishwasher? Yeah. That's we pretty do. typical. Somebody cooks, yeah. the other one cleans yep. up. Yeah. It takes her five minutes. takes him three hours. <laughs> just drop it in. Turn no, it no, on. Everything at Whole Foods, you know, you just throw it in a pan. It's like, you know, sauteed in olive oil. It cooks You're itself. Done in 10 minutes. Right. Yes, it does itself. That's how you do that. <laughs> this has become an ad for Whole Foods. Yeah. Or fresh time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a label reader. Label reader. Yeah. Uh, my 14-year-old just did a thing for health class about reading labels and the hidden sugars in supposedly healthy foods like Nutri-Grain bars and that kind of thing. Not Nutri-Grain itself, but all of those nutritious, supposedly. Which things do you Cereal pick? bars. Yeah, and- you really have to kind of and, – and we've had a nutritionist on before, and, mm-hmm. we, and we talked about all the little like different chocolate and things like that. If you like a snack, then – you know, if you're going to use a protein bar, there's ones that they're, they're, they kind of are about the same. You and just have to pick. Dark chocolate is good for you. Dark chocolate is good. I'm holding whole, on to that. We had a whole thing dark about dark chocolate, chocolate and red wine. But it was very specific about which dark chocolate <laughs> was good for you. Um, not every dark chocolate all day. That's a, that's not the same thing as having a piece of dark chocolate. So uh, does do you help people with that part of it at all? When you know, if you're going in for something like that, do you see what they eat? I mean, the, it's got to be a unique position to walk into somebody's house because yeah. you can kind of see how they live. Yeah, um, PTs 
unless they've gone through any sort of specialty certification, there is no, we get, we had one, one seminar on nutrition, I Mm -hmm. think. And it was like mostly online. Don't eat crap. Everything's online right now. Comes down to that. (laughs) Um, So I, I do have a couple of dietitians though that I know and that I can refer people to, but I always have a discussion with people about their whole lifestyle because it, it, it does, it impacts everything. It's whether you're you're eating healthy, you're sleeping well, that's going to impact your physical health. Too. It's all part of the same thing, yep. isn't it? I mean, Absolutely. really, uh, I, the thing that I've been doing, and, and I, over the last couple of years of our different podcasts, one of the things that started this was me talking about my experience of changing so much mm-hmm. in my world because I had a lot of, I had a lot of issues when I was a little kid. So I know those things are going to come back mm-hmm. as I get older. So trying to stave that off. It's preventative maintenance. It's preventative maintenance. It's like, and, and I, I start thinking about my gym membership as part of my healthcare plan mm-hmm. and making sure that I use it several times a week. Absolutely. Even if it's not super regular, I'm at least going. Right. You know, I've already lapped the guy on the couch. He yeah. gets his oil changed, his tires rotated. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. And <laughs> if people are not doing that, I see people take far better care of their inanimate objects, their their car, their, their computer, their whatever, than they do themselves. Mm-hmm. And so what I decided to do then was just, I, I started, I went kind of crazy. Everybody thought, you know, Julie, our friends, people thought I was nuts. And because I went kind of. You went from zero to 112. Like right over the map. And you got to explain the whole thing now. Well. Was it six weeks? No. So what I decided to do is (laughs) back when I got going with this thing, I'd, I'd put on some weight. I was, when you're, when you're 84 year old father. You're bending over his table, making his dinner, and he pokes you in the stomach and goes, when would you get that? Or <laughs> like, really, Dad? Thanks very much. Like, you're really old. If you looked in a mirror, you look terrible. And Children so, and old people. Children and old people. Don't ever work want, with them right? anymore. I'm done with old people. <laughs> or I've dogs. Had, Apparently dogs. My dead. last one is off to the pearly gates. I'm finished. So, uh, But there, there's this whole thing where I just basically said, I have to do something about this. And the stuff that I had when I was a young kid left me with pain my whole life. And it was getting worse. Mm-hmm. And it was changing in different ways. And I thought, all right, it's I was 49. It was my 49th birthday. It was like, I'm going to go do this. So I... You do tend to do everything 120. I really do. I know though. that. But but the thing is that you could not... And, and you, can, you can relate to this with patients that you see. You can't do this part way. Mm-hmm. You have to be in it and do it mm-hmm. and stick to a plan of some kind. Or it's not effective. Right. What, what if somebody quits on you? What that doesn't if, mean that you take six weeks to prepare. All right, so. For an all right, I'll finish chain. it. All right, so here's what I decided Nutshell. to do. Nutshell. Well, no, we were talking about this before, that you needed a direction to go with it because you got right. bored with the cardio and stuff, right. right? You would rather be doing something else right. that gave you swimming or whatever else. Right. So what I decided to do was I am not a gym rat. I've never, the only place I ever saw a locker room was from inside the locker. That was me as a kid. You're the one stuffed in there. You're the nerd kid being picked on and chased up a, you know, flagpole. So there's all these different things that I just didn't want to do, but I thought I have to do it. I get it. But to motivate myself, one thing I always did do was ride a bicycle my whole life. Mm -hmm. So I'm coming out of a, I went to pay some bill for my dad and I'm coming out of the place and sitting on the table was this thing about a century ride. And you know what a century ride is. It's, it's mm-hmm. a, for those that don't, it's a 100-mile endurance ride. And the idea is that it's not – typically, they're not races. They're just a tour ride. There are race versions, and you can be part of this. And all the details is in there. So it's, The important part is it's 100 miles on a it's bike. It's 100 miles on a bike. Nobody cares the rest of it. All at once. All at one time. It's not over a week. It's one day, and you just do it and come back. 
And so I <laughs> send everybody the picture done. of this on my phone. I, I, everyone got the same picture. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. This was February like 15th or, or Mind 16th. Mind you, he did not own a bicycle. I didn't have a bike yet. <laughs> and the thing is May 5th. And I've he decided. Had a bicycle, but he had like a Huffy. It's not, yeah, it's not the same kind of bicycle. It was bought in the 90s. And it was heavy steel, you know, the whole thing. And I had no idea what I was in for. But I said, I'm going to do this. Because they didn't need a direction. So in order to do all this, I'm doing all this core stuff. I'm swimming. I'm doing. All, I, I got to have somewhere to go with it because it, it needed an outcome. Do you see? And I'll, I'll get back to this in a second. But do you see people who they don't see the point of physical therapy? Yeah. Yeah. It, and what does that do for trying to help them? Do you have to change their their outlook on it? Do you have to change how they look at it, or what? Well. Now, again, now in my business, people are reaching out to me because they want to get better. So Versus before, before, what was that like? You, you probably 25% of my patients would come in and say, well, the, the doctor told me to come to PT. I don't think this is going to work. Or even the doctor said, I don't think this is going to work, but I got to send you to PT. Because they have to go through right. the steps in right. order to go to surgery. Right. And they want to replace right. the joint or right. something. And, right. Uh, and I don't want people to do that. I want people to <clears> do as much as they can without any invasive things. Help yourself. And typically, that's how most doctors are now too. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get you there without it mm-hmm. at the at the primary care level. Well, even the cost differential. I mean, physical therapy way less. You can't possibly oh, yeah. cost as much as a knee replacement. Depends <laughs> no. no. <laughs> on how long you have her come out. You know, I don't know. I'm here all day. But yeah, <laughs> right. that's so. There's right. a cost differential there. Right. And do you did you see in back when you were working for other places? Did you see insurance giving people problems over having physical oh, therapy yeah. versus going straight to a surgical procedure? Yeah. Because they thought they're going to have to keep paying out. See, that's yeah. crazy. You'd think that they would want to avoid no. all of these expenses. Yeah. It's about money because the longer they can keep you having to go back, mm-hmm. the more money that everybody makes. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a little. I mean, I don't want to sound conspiracy theorist. It's just economics. I mean, it's just how I it works. I think that's fact based. It is. It, I think it is too. So. Once I got past that, I have to find a direction. I chose to do the century ride. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy a bicycle until March 11th, March, April, May. It was f- the f- next day I rode it for the first time, and I had never been on a road bike. I had no idea where the, the gears- ride was in May. So I that's had why to, he says March, April. May. I had to learn all of this stuff. I didn't know how the gearing worked and everything. It was all very different. Just and the light weight of this thing, uh, the wind was pushing me sideways the first day because I had no idea mm-hmm. that. At any rate, the first day, it was 28 degrees outside. I rode two and a half miles, parked it, and said, I'm never going to be able to do this. But five weeks later, because there were a couple of weeks where I couldn't ride, it was just terrible weather because yeah. it was still right. winter, basically. You right. know. And, well, I think people should know that the minute that someone tells you that you shouldn't or can't do Oh, something, everybody laughed at me. The they thought they was crazy. You really, really want to do no, it. And I'm going to say, nobody poo-pooed <laughs> it. You know, nobody yeah. really said, that's, yeah. that's dumb, don't do that. But they did say, are you sure about this because like you have to learn everything i had to learn how to eat on the ride i had to learn uh, you know all this sort of stuff there's so much involved in this but it gave you a direction Mm -hmm. how do you give someone who's trying to do what you're doing with them to improve that that mobility get them back to where they want to be or or to a level where they want to be how do you keep them focused I just, I constantly bring up, what are your goals? Like, what is it that you want to be able to accomplish? Like, you get those people that it's, well, I can't even play with my kids anymore. Mm-hmm. Walk keep, up a flight of stairs without huffing and puffing. Keep reminding them that. That's like, a fitness you problem. you want to get there. Yeah. It's, but if, it's, you if know, it hurts, 
Yeah. That's different than not being able to walk up it. Right. That's right. <laughs> but it shouldn't. If you've got both, it shouldn't then you really need the whole thing. So that's. Uh, well, I'm sure it all works together. Right. Once it it does all are, work together. Once your right. joints are hurting, you can move more often, then you have more fit, better fit. Well, and you know, you don't realize how much one thing affects another because what I didn't realize at the time is how much cycling is dependent on core strength. I had no idea. Yeah. Because you hold yourself up with your oh, arms. Yeah. No, if you do that for a hundred miles, holding your yourself up with your arms, out. you're gonna be, your shoulders are dead. Yeah. Your wrists are dead. Your hands go numb. I mean, there's so yeah. many things fitting the bike to you. And and this is just about cycling. But there's like, tick, pick anything you want to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Run after the grandkids. You know, mm-hmm. play with the dog. Whatever it is, you like to swim when you go away on vacation. And if you're having that pain in your hip or something, then mm-hmm. you don't know what it is. Well, we recently went hiking, and I was firmly aware after what was supposed to be, I thought, an hour, a mile and a half. It was a three-mile hike. And it was also up a mountain and then down a mountain, <laughs> not flat. Well, you went around the mountain <laughs> while we were up there. We so. were going around a gorge. It was very big. <laughs> so very, very big. The top of the gorge. A, a Hawking Hills trip that, that nobody knew how long it was going to be. Because it was it says not how, the path we meant to go the, on. Well, the path, there's, there were two, and it just, if you like doing stuff like that, you're out there for the experience of it. And I was done with that after about the first two miles. Okay. And then it never seemed to end. <laughs> yeah, we thought we were done. It was, and, we, and then it would go found a map way and it was down. halfway. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that was because the other parking lot was full. So we ended up in a different path. And, and we, then uh, we we were up top of this one one area. So we have three, four adults and a fourteen-year-old with us, right? And only one of the adults is in any kind of physical shape that this should not bother her one least bit. The rest of us are trying to. I, I mean, I'm, I think you're I'm halfway. A, I'm there, halfway there, I guess. But I, my strength is in my hips and my legs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't have the, the as much upper body, but because of the bike, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're naturally going to do that. But at one point, we're at the top of this, and and right, maybe 50, 60 feet away is a road. And I'm ready to bail. I'm going to hitch back to the car because this is nutty. And it just, but I'm, nope. When the when the 14-year-old wasn't complaining really, that's messed up. Because he complains about walking across the yard. So it's just like he was fine with it, yeah. so I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is trying to get to those sorts of levels, is it just about, is physical therapy just about repairing something? Or is it, can it be preventative? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Your story there is like the perfect example of somebody that needs a physical therapist. Because if you, and more the the cycling than the hiking there. Right. um, You know, just as somebody to walk you through, here's how you engage your core. Here's how you protect your spine. And here's how you build up what you need to build up. And fortunately, I had a little help with that. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, but then I just kind of took it on my own. I I went and once I figured out, oh, these are the areas I need to Mm do. Then you go finding the exercises, and, but the thing is consistency. Absolutely. And strangely enough, I think yoga helped a lot with the bike. Yoga helped a huge amount. I have a whole the flexibility. St- there's a whole um, old nerd podcast and article and video on yoga because yeah. you had to drag me there. Okay. And she did. She managed to get me to go. Yeah. I was impressed when I said, let's do yoga. And you and said, I said, yes. okay. <laughs> and it didn't take a lot of convincing. I had nothing beyond that. Cause I really didn't think there and was going to be a yes at the end. It's of been the... two years and I'm still in it. <laughs> nice. So I'm, I'm saying, and, and it is not, and I have to preface this with, I can't do the incense burning gong bonging, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, blah, blah, blah. I can't do that. Right. Just give me the stretches, Yeah, you know, just treat it for what it is. And so far all the teachers we've had have been very good about that. Yes. So, um, but so is that, like, do you recommend other side things like the yoga, like the whatever? When you work with somebody, do you suggest that they do things like that? 
depending on, again, depending again, on the yeah, situation, but, yeah. but those are kinds of things that you might Absolutely. recommend to people to do. Yeah. I don't like to tell people not to do stuff too. Like right. I don't, when somebody comes to me, I don't, I want to figure out how we can get you to do that and not tell you just no. Because okay. the amount of people with knee pain that have been told by a doctor will never squat again. Yeah. Well, then don't get up from a chair. Don't right. sit down on the toilet. It's <laughs> all squatting. How are you ever going to put exactly. your socks on? Right. You gotta, gotta put, <laughs> right. I get down on one knee and do it. You put your socks on in a very strange way. I put shoes on that way, too. It's very weird. But I can still get down on one knee. But you also so, sit on the ground on your knees like a seven-year-old, so that's a little different. I'm a small people. person. I can do that. And, You're and, more flexible than most people at your age. So. Well, I'm because I've worked at it. Because it's not <laughs> something that's natural to me at all. I mean, and my family, you know, I, I should also say, I grew up on a farm. So my family was about the work is your exercise. Mm-hmm. You, they would have thought, mm-hmm. and they did thought. They I didn't, thought you were crazy. Everybody thought I was nuts. Why are you wasting your time exercising? Go clear the field. When I spend $1,500 <laughs> on a bike and all this stuff, you know, the bike I had growing up, if it was seventy-five bucks, I'd be really surprised. Mm-hmm. But I had it for years. Right. You still have it. I still have all of my bikes, which is very strange. Mm-hmm. But but you can see the progression of when I was very very small to when I'm now, and it just the, the bikes got bigger <laughs> and more complicated. And then finally, oh my god, and much lighter and more complicated. Much lighter and much more complicated and much more expensive. So I think that. Uh, so in short, what would you tell people, you know, we're, we're coming down to our hour, so I don't want to keep us too much longer, but what, what would you tell people that are having this kind of pain? And, and, and I like to ask people like this, and I do a lot of articles for health agencies about, mm-hmm. and I interview doctors, and I, this is a common question I give them. What is the thing you would like people to know about what you do and how it might help them that you don't get to put in the ad stuff or the sales literature or whatever? You know, like what would you like them to know about you that doesn't get talked about very much in physical therapy? I think just knowing that we exist and being able to get out there to see a physical therapist first. I think, no offense against chiropractors, but I think people think of they have a neck or a back issue and they go to see a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's an automatic reaction. And PTs are just as well equipped in a different way. There are some chiropractors that do more rehab-based, exercise-based stuff, but PTs are equipped in a different way to help you get back to what you want to do and do it quickly. You know, that's I, I, that would be the biggest thing is don't let people... I don't want people to wait. I don't want you to wait to do something about your pain. My engineering brain kicks in and says that PT is about movement and chiropractic is about adjustment. And it feels like those are not the same things. I think that's the general thought process behind yeah. that. Um, but again, I've, I've met some great chiropractors that do more movement. And they get it. Too. And they understand yeah. the whole combination yeah. of things. Yeah. Somebody yeah. just wants to take the little activator and just do yeah. it and get out the yeah. get them out of the office. That's a whole different man. Yeah. You don't want somebody like yeah. that anyway, probably. So. Yeah. I did see in the information you sent us that you do have an event coming up. So do you yeah, want to uh, preface the event? what that is? And... Oh, yeah. It's just it's a women's health event. It's the women wonderland i believe it's a different yeah it's beauty, called the boosts beauty boosts yeah it's a group it's a group in uh i'm gonna step out now <laughs> um <laughs> it's a group in cincinnati and i think there's one in columbus too so um there's it's at a brewery i'm gonna be doing injury assessments there and when does that happen the 30th of september september so yeah. is that open to the public or is it just for the group uh, it's open to the public so 6 30 to 8 30 third eye brewing and we can find that on your website 
Um, it's on the Facebook. I don't think on it's on Facebook my page. website yet. We'll have the links to everything. Company. And then, yeah. um, and you, you were planning to do more of these though, if, if I understood yes. you the other day when you yes. were talking about this stuff. Yep. I'm getting some workshops and stuff set up at various gyms. Okay. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, so you want to do one more fun question before we wrap? Go ahead. What is a hobby that you have that people who know you would still be surprised by? Oh, that's a tough one. She's a business owner now. She has a good time for hobbies. Yeah, I know the business owners. Probably <laughs> okay, the before you thing. started. <laughs> I don't know. I the paint faces on rice. I, I probably, probably nothing that people that know me. How about know. who was the most influential? Try again. Back up. Rewind. Back. Who was the most influential person in your life? That's a little easier. Of all time? <laughs> or or in right, your professional right life or whatever, wherever you want to go. Where, wherever you want it from. We're very loosey-goosey. We really are. <laughs> um, well, there's there's been a couple of people that have sparked me to do my own business. So this was always kind of in the back of my mind because of my mom. She's, like I said, she's a personal trainer. She's, um, she's done her own thing for years. So she was a big influence and really kind of pushed me to do this. And then I had a coworker that I previously worked with that she started her own thing and she, she kind of pushed me to do it. And it was like pandemic, great time to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. One more little fun question. This one's really silly. What was your favorite cartoon growing up? Oh, favorite cartoon, probably Rugrats. See now that that's that's a generational that's a thing. Yep, we've hit that mark. Oh, I know Rugrats well. Yeah. I do not. Yeah. And Wild Thornberry. Okay Wild Thornberry. But yeah. I was a nanny Probably, during that yeah, time period. Rugrats. So now I feel, I'm just glad they're bringing. Now the, I feel 107. They're bringing okay. the Animaniacs back. <laughs> I'm very happy the Ani- Animaniacs are coming back. Uh, 2020. It's going to be on Hulu. Yeah, brand new one. New series. Right. Pinky and the Brain, all of it. They're bringing all of it back. Try to take over the world. Yep. Same voices, same guys. It should be interesting. We'll see. Uh, the, the guy that did the one that sounded like uh, Ringo Starr, I think he passed away. They have a new guy that yeah. does that voice, but it's pretty fun. It'll be good to see those. I never made the Ringo Starr connection until you just he, he's it. got the He's got a Beatles yeah, kind of sound I, to I him on it. purpose. So it's, I don't know why they... How, how can he be his brother and not sound like that? I'm going to cut you off and have you stop rambling. I'm done now. (laughs) And we're rambling. Chelsea, do you have anything else you want to tell us before (laughs) we go off the rails again? (laughs) We're. (laughs) Nog! Are you done? Are you going to sing the log song now? I'm not going to sing the log song. (laughs) Do you have anything else you want to say before I let him free? I think just, you know, so people know, don't put off pain. We can help it faster. Don't put off pain. Get it right now. Eat here yeah. and get gas. Yes, yes we know. <laughs> Don't get pain. If Don't you have pain, call Chelsea. Call Chelsea. Dr. Chelsea. Get somebody. Dr. Chelsea sounds like a... A shrink on the radio? radio. Yeah, we're not going to do that. That's Dr. Not Chelsea a, Walter. Dr. Dr. Chelsea Walter, thank you so much for being on The Old Nerd in the Gym yeah. today. We are really grateful to have you here. We're going we're gonna to be done with the recording, and we're going to go out, and she's going to show me how to break my back. Or something like that. So you'll get to see the video. It's already broken. We'll, we'll go back in and, and so make sure you check out the website oldernthegym.com and have a look at the video. There will be video nonsense after the audio nonsense. There will be. So you've got lots of content to do. Um, we'll have a little bit of uh, written material there for you too and all of uh, Chelsea's contact information. If you happen to be in the Lebanon area, the Cincinnati Dayton area, give uh, Chelsea a call. And if not, look around in your area for 
somebody that does what you do mm-hmm. if you're not in our region yeah. and check it out and how, what is a see if she can come to you yeah just not, you know if you've got enough money she'll get area. on the plane you know it's yeah. it's all about cash um <laughs> so uh it, really quickly how does one find out if someone that you do what you do is legit or if they're like they're qualified what what do they look for really quick um, just your PT license. Just what the yeah, license you is. you can go to the state Because it comes through the state medical it's board. The state, yeah. All that. Yeah. So, okay. Yep. Very good. Yep. All right. Well, that's our show for today. You know what? Our our tagline actually works really well with what we've been doing. It really about does, today. and they're going to make me do it. So, it's just uh-huh. like, so uh, this is Jerry Deer with the Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast. I'm here with Julie Barth. Thank you. And also, once You're again, welcome. Dr. Chelsea Walter, <laughs> thank you again. And oh, you weren't thanking me. I really wasn't. Uh, I was thanking the audience for sticking with us for an hour. And uh, Old Nerd in the Gym is a production of GLD Enterprises Communications. Our producer and director is. Julie Barth. You know I have all that in the promo thing. I know you do, but I like to say it at the end because people (laughs) need to be praised for their work. I don't think we do that enough. Now I need you to get up and get out of this room. All right. So uh, say our tagline. (laughs) Get up and get out there. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks. This has been the Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast, a production of GLD Enterprises Communications. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Listen and subscribe on Buzzsprout, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. And be sure to follow Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more great content.